Today on the show, we have another author spotlight. These are a series of interviews I'm doing to feature one of the authors being published through our Light Beamers author program. Each of them has written their story to be shared in our second collaborative book called Step Into Your Brave, which hits Amazon on October 25th, 2022. We are so excited. These author spotlights will give you a chance to get to know these women a little bit better and discover some of their own inside stories as they walked this journey with us to become a first-time author. Our program not only walks them through the story excavation and writing process, it also gives them a front row seat really to the publishing world as our goal is to equip and empower each of these women to write and publish their own solo books later if they so desire. So as you can imagine, it's been a transformative experience for each of our first-time authors and we are so excited to bring you their stories to the Inside Story podcast and to get you excited about getting your very own copy of Step Into Your Brave. So today on the show, you'll meet Kim Middlestadt, and her chapter is titled Remove the Mask, Chapter 3 in Step Into Your Brave. Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Lightbeamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Inside Story podcast, and specifically, welcome to this edition of our author spotlights. I'm so excited to be kicking off another round of interviews for our second book now, Step Into Your Brave, which is coming out very, very soon, uh, depending on when you actually listen to this, or it may already be out, depending on when you actually listen to this. But I have in the hot seat with me today, one of the authors who wrote her story, wrote her chapter and put it in our collaborative book, Step Into Your Brave, Kim Metalstadt. And I'm so happy to have her here today because this is a big deal. Um, It's a big deal for anyone, right? It's a big deal for anyone (laughs) to write their story, put it in a book, publish it and get that story and that book out into the world. But Kim is somebody that I have known for quite some time. I think I got introduced to Kim shortly after I had started Light Beamers and we've known each other for a while. Kim has been in our community for a while, but this has really been the first time, Kim, that I've seen you just truly, like we say, step into your brave. You know, you've really just made a conscious decision to step forward now and share your story. So I'm really excited for our conversation today and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. The fact that, how do you see yourself? Like, how do you see the journey that you've been on in terms of sharing your story? And what does it mean to you right now to be truly stepping into your brave and coming out in this book and sharing your story this way? Good question, because I feel like I've been on three to get ready for 30 years. (laughs) You just think, when I'm a little older, yeah. when I'm a little thinner, when I'm a little smarter, when I have a little more time, and all of a sudden you hit an age and you're like, oh my gosh, what happened to the last 30 years, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like instead of keep going sideways and like finding distractions, I'm really good about that. I decided to, to take that leap of faith in myself, which I teach other people, but you know, it's a lot easier to say something than it is to do something. So Yeah. What was it about the author program and the idea of writing your story and putting it into a book? Was it something about that opportunity in particular that was kind of like the straw that broke broke the camel's back or, you know, it was like the thing that just finally swung the door open for you or has this been brewing for a while? Like, what was it that finally allowed you to say yes? Well, I've always wanted to write. I've always loved to write since the eighth grade. I would write. I would encourage my kids to write. Like my daughter, uh, my youngest, she had a chapter one going for probably two years um, that she'd start over and over and over. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. she stuck on chapter one. And I think I kind of filed that away, like in my own mind, like, okay, I've got to get going on my my, um, writing. And I never realized until um, the step into your brave it's a lot easier to think about all these other things you're going to write about and advice and this and that. But in reality, it's like writing about your own life. Oh my gosh. I had no idea after signing those papers, I thought, what did I, what did I get myself into? I was terrified Mm -hmm. because I didn't know what story to pull out or what was going to help or what's going to tie into what I want to do in the future. And, um, or in the present, what I've been doing, how does, how does who I am, who am I, you know? who am I to be saying and doing or whatever? And then I realized, you know what? Gosh, I need to really like step in and realize that I do have a lot to say and do and offer and give. And so I kind of just went for it. Being a part of the um, authors program, which is a collaborative group, right? There's, there's you and many other women who are writing their story or have written their story and it's coming out in this book. How did being surrounded with other women who were, <laughs> were saying the same things like, oh my gosh, what did I just do after signing those papers? And then battling with some of those interior thoughts, those inferior thoughts too, of who am I to do this? And will anybody even read it? And will, you know, can I even make sense of my story? What did being around other women who were traveling that exact same journey with you at the exact same time do for you? How did it help? Or was it a distraction? Oh, no, it was a safe space. And if you read my story in the book, (laughs) I talk about always being there and sharing that space was safe for me. And so to really um, put my story out there, knowing, well, first of all, I want to say that knowing that all our stories can be so different, and yet we can walk that same path along the way. Wow. People don't realize that you're always looking for people that are, um, have things in, uh, um, what do you call it? In, uh, 
in common in seeing yeah in common thank you <laughs> yeah. in common with you but in reality it's so amazing the lives out there that you never would have crossed had you not opened your heart and your mind to just walking along and being brave and just you know being a part of a group a conglomerate of women a collaboration um that was such a gift i would uh, and wanting i do want to write more um it was mm-hmm. great a great introductory to uh want to share more it was a fabulous experience well, it was so fun because at the time of you and I are recording this, we just wrapped our storytelling symposium for 2022 in which we had um, a collective group of authors from both our first books, um, Elevate Your Voice, and quite a few of you from the second book, Step Into Your Brave. And we had an author's panel. What was that like for you to be seen in that group, uh, that big room of women of other attendees of that event to be seen as an author for the first time, even, you know, even before the book is officially published, you were introduced as an author and seen there that, that day as an author. What was that experience like? I'm super curious. Yeah. First of all, I think um, the best part of it was I felt like I belonged. Mm. Sometimes we're so in our own heads in our lives being feel like we're just going through something by ourselves, but to be up there, and sharing. And that room was so filled with um, such positive energy that you could tell that all of us being up there was, I mean, people in the, in the um, audience were very curious. And I think that there was a lot of ideas. Well, gosh, if she can do it, I can do it. And heck, if I can do it, they can do it, you know? So it's, yes, it's scary, but it's not like, um, maybe you're going to ask me this later, but I went down a completely different path than I thought when I was going to write my story. So well, let's talk about that because you did like this whole process of, of our, our program and walking women through this journey of excavating their story and then writing their story and then editing and publishing and launching. And then now, you know, sitting on author panels and, and soon to be signing books and all of that. It's a process, right? So in the beginning, um, what, what was that like? Cause you did, you, you ended up writing a different story than what you and I originally talked about in kind of a direction we thought you were going, but then when you started writing, what happened? Cause it, it went in a completely different direction. I think it was really fun to share that process of what happened for you, for our listeners, because I think a lot of times people have an idea of what they think writing a book is about or what the experience might be like, or that you have to have it all figured out before you start putting that first word down on paper. What was your experience with that? I think when I originally signed up, I was thinking from my head. Mm. I was thinking that this is, this is what I can tell, but it had nothing to do with anything but my personal experiences. And once I went through journals and I went through all of the emotions that go through those, the highs, the lows, the happy, the sad, the stress, everything, my heart started to lead me. And, and it was my intuition. And it was, this is, this is the me, this is me, this is me. It's not about all that. We all have junk. We all have experiences. We learn by them or we don't, but once you get through all of that and you really turn that, um, that, uh, the, the focus on your truth and you dig beyond the clutter. I am so excited. The story that came out, not that it wasn't stressful. It was a stressful time, but the joy I found beyond and what I learned during that process, like Mm -hmm. it was by the time I got to the end of the story, I could put in there 
what I learned over those 30 years of experience prior to writing that, that wasn't on the forefront of my mind. It was, let's just put this experience out there and see where it leads. So I was really led more by my heart when I wrote it than I was by my head. Yeah, which is so powerful, right? Because that's part of the experience is what you actually get out of it. And I've had the same experience. You know, I'm writing in these in these books with all of you and I write my own chapter as well. And that's been my experience too. Every time that I write, I think I'm going to go in one direction. And then like what pours out of me is something completely different because um, I think I do allow the you know, I get, I get out of my own way and I allow whatever is coming up for me to just come out instead of trying to be like, oh no, 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 that doesn't fit in this box that I have planned. You know, this doesn't fit into my plan. That's not what I thought I was going to do. And because I've, you know, both times have just been like, I don't know, let's, this is what I think, but let me just see what happens. And because I've been open, I feel like really beautiful stories have come out. And as a result, I, have been the benefactor of that. I know that those who read the story will also benefit, but listen, if nothing else, I benefited from it because I got such healing and clarity and closure and heightened sense of awareness around all those things that I was writing about. And it was much needed, you know? And so did you feel that too, that you can look at your story now and go, oh yeah, totally makes sense now, you know, and yeah. you can really own that story more powerfully. And you can be proud of it. I feel yeah. like there's pride behind that, like the over the things that you overcome and being on the other side and be able to share your story so that someone else out there doesn't feel lonely or afraid or scared, not just to say their story, but to live through it and know that there is some good on the other side, just, just working through it and living through it. It's kind of like, um, it's just empowering others, you know, and I truly, yeah, the I feel like anybody could read this story. And although I think the one thing that I found writing the story was how many masks I wore in my life mm -hmm. that I wasn't even aware of until I started writing the story and uncovering it. It's so weird. I never would have used that analogy. I'm giving a little piece of whatever. I know. <laughs> and I love that. I, I do. I want you to share a little, a little tidbit of the story, like for those who don't know you and have no idea what you wrote about without giving the whole story away. Cause of course we want everyone to go buy the book when it comes out, but what is your story? Like what was the story that came forward and, and what was the biggest learning that you experienced from your own story? Um, hmm, that's a really, that's a good question. Uh, I think what I realized is first of all, that I was stronger than I thought I was. Mm -hmm. uh, you look back and when you're in the weeds or the mm -hmm. different things in your life, you're kind of in survival mode. You're not in living mode. Mm -hmm. And um, and you just go on day and you know, I used to say I'd roll out of bed at night. I mean, roll in, roll into bed at night and roll out in the morning, you know, mm -hmm. at certain times in my life, I was exhausted. And I know that many, many people can relate to that. But then when you look back and you're like, I did it. And they're all okay. And I'm okay. And wow, what tools did I gain? What information, like you think all these crises, oh, this is something I picked up at the symposium that was huge. It's that all these things in your life aren't happening to you. They're happening for you. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I've heard that before, but wow, this week, and I don't know, it just went from my head to my heart going, you're right. And that kind of culminates in all our stories that once you kind of look at all the things you look back, whatever age you are, you look back and part of your story is about 
what is that going to do for you? You know? Yeah. Give everyone a little sense of your background and kind of the story that you were bringing into this book of who you are, what is your work in the world? Um, and then I would love to, I have a follow-up question after okay. that, but let's just give everyone a little bit of context of who Kim Middlestadt really is. Well, I am a, uh, I am a mother of six children, now all adults. I'm a lolly for two grandbabies. Uh, I've been a sidebar business owner my entire life while raising those kids. However, I have stepped into my full-on uh, Teen Image Academy that I've opened. I've been an image consultant for 35 years and have um, coached and mentored teens along the way to include all of mine. I had 16, 16 years of four teens in the house at one time. So you know, when you go to therapy or you go to counseling, you know, you get once a week, you get, you know, these little follow-ups. I lived with it 24, seven, 365 for yeah. 16 years. So <laughs> you know, I have, a, I have a few, you know, good, bad, you know, and I learned, it's not like I did everything right. There's things I'd go back and say, you know, if I knew what I knew now, I would do things a little bit differently. And that's okay because I can share that and take time off of, you know, other parents that are stepping that are doing what they're doing right now, maybe shave off a couple of years of, you know, crazy, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, the experience yeah. for them. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, yeah. So now, uh, basically I've been, I've been a salon owner and a business owner and that sort of thing for, for many years to include brick and mortars. Um, but prior to COVID had to, you know, open and close pretty quick and just kind of took the last year and a half to learn virtually how to be an emerging techie instead of technically challenged. So you reframe things and it opens the world versus putting you in a box. So I'm an emerging techie and I don't I love have to that. be do things imperfectly and be okay with that. So that was a huge thing for me. Yeah. I mean, I think that did COVID did that for a lot of people, right? Like, you know, we just had to navigate and, and pivot in a lot of ways, but navigate new digital resources when COVID hit. And, you know, some people were already well positioned for that, but others weren't. And it was a huge opportunity to learn something new. And those who embraced that learning opportunity, I think did well. And those who looked at it, like, I can't believe I'm having to do this, right? Like, like being, oh, I'm a, I'm technically challenged mindset instead of I'm an emerging techie mindset is a huge difference of how you how you proceed and also how you succeed in at the end. And so I love that you embraced that part of it. Um, and it's now you get to run your business full time. Your kids are all grown. You know, you have a lot of clarity from all this experience that you had raising six kids. I also want to say you're a military wife, right? Like half the time your husband was gone and he was, you know, deployed and overseas. And even now he's an airplane pilot. So even now he's still gone sometimes, you know, so you were just navigating. I mean, when I read your story, it was just really remarkable to think about how many things you did navigate and how many challenges you had, you know, like everyone, like we all have those things in our life, but reading your story was just another example to me of my own challenges, right? And mine look different than yours, but like you said, the resiliency, like you're still here, you navigated through, you're stronger than you thought. And when we're in the thick of things, it's hard to see that. But when we get, as I always say, to the other side of that story, we can really glean a lot of wisdom from it. What is the what is one thing, even without people having read your chapter yet, what is one message you hope people walk away from after reading your story? Um, I hope that they find 
um, that each each step along the way of what they're navigating in their own lives uh, has a meaning. There's a meaning behind it. And on the other side, there's going to be so much empty space when you're going, 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 going. Filling that space is a challenge. That's another chapter. I talk about chapters, you know, and when everybody's gone, the kids are gone and I have this, you have this time that you really, that chapter, that has been one of the hardest things that I've given myself permission to say yes to me. I never did that before, you know, was I'm always telling people, put your own oxygen mask on first, blah, 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 right? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I have, I can say yes, I can say no. I can choose my time and where I want to go, who I want to be. Like it's that empty space is another open challenge. And, you know, I think what I would tell people through the, um, through the journey is keep themselves, make it parallel. It has to be an and, and their life, mm. find that space for you, no matter if it's five minutes in the morning to breathe or, you know, a few minutes at night, just to lay there before you close your eyes, keep yourself in the story, keep yourself in the story no matter what that was. Yeah. Um, and make it an, and, and it doesn't have to be an either or. Oh my gosh, Kim. That's so good. So good. So now that you're in that empty space and you're learning to fill that empty space with you first, making yourself a priority and saying yes to big things like writing your story in this book and many other big things that you're doing. You're taking some certification programs. You've reopened your business, your teen image Academy um, in this post COVID world, you're reestablishing yourself in all sorts of ways. What are you, what are you hopeful for um, as we launch this book? And of course we have the success of the book, whatever it may be. What are you hoping that this book, what are you hoping this book and the opportunity of sharing your story this way provides for you? What are you looking forward to next? You know what? I love that question. Thanks for asking it because here's the thing. You know, when you become a mom, your kids are everything, your priority. You want them the happiest, the clearest minded, and there's so much they are battling with right now. But if you think about it, we're almost parenting our kids with that teen mentality ourselves, but with our own experiences, Mm -hmm. right? So, and many of us never got our we never got um, our problem solved or solutions to different things. So we're walking along with them with maybe an older and they're looking at us thinking you've got the answers and we're thinking, I never figured this out in the first place, right? So my program with the Teen Image Academy, it's not just for the teens. It is kind of like a BOGO program, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning I work with moms and daughters in this Teen Image Academy. And when the daughters come in, this is for the moms too. It's literally coaching them to walk alongside, create memories with their daughters, whether they, you know, if the daughters are like, I'm not in this right now, guess what, mom, then, then I've got you. We are going to walk, make you, we're going to clear up those, those things that you didn't um, heal or whatever, because then you become an example to your daughter. And no matter where they go, they always watch you. They're going to say one thing and do another. Trust me, I was that child. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my motto is don't tell me what to do. Trust me. <laughs> so, But I always listened, you know, and I always wanted to make the right decisions and your kids do too. But you being the best role model that you can as a mom, this Teen Image Academy is about your inner teen as a mom, but also working along with your teens to be able to put this and and together for both of you. Yeah, you talk so much about raising up the confidence of young women, young girls, and also 
you know, this, this tandem experience with the teen and the mom is I see this so often too with women. And I see this, you know, even just the confidence that's bloomed in you specifically, you know, that there's something that happens too, as we are in this other stage of life, no longer the teenager, but now the adult and not even just the responsible adult of raising teenagers and raising other kids is that we have to also step into our confidence more to be that model. And some women have lost it. A lot of women have lost their confidence. Or they never had it. Or Or they they never never had had it. it. Yes. Yeah. So they live vicarious through, through their teens, which puts a lot more pressure on them. And I do want to add one more thing really quick, April. And that is, you know, I talked to one of my daughters, um, uh, and she's in her twenties now. And I said, what could I have done differently? What would have made me a better mom? What, because she was, you know, there was a lot of stress and struggles that she'd gone through. And I always said she was that teen that had to touch the fire to see if it would, you know, if it was hot kind of thing. But I asked her, I'm like, what could I have done differently? Because if I'm coaching other moms, I want to be able to share this with them. And I've been able to use her story. And she said, mom, there's nothing you could have done that was different. And the one thing that I didn't do is I didn't say, I give up. I didn't give up on her. I mean, you know, I, I let her fly, make huge mistakes, but you know what? Our relationship is better than it ever has. So, you know, just don't give up and realize that there's only so much you can do because we all have our choices and so do they. So be that role model. That's what I want to do is bring that and, and, in. this is about you too. This is your life too. Oh, I love it. I think it's so beautiful. And I think that's at the end, at the, at the really center of parenting is you have, it has to be about love, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be about love, loving them through all their battles, all their mistakes, Um, and learning to love ourselves right through our own battles and our own mistakes is so key. Uh, I'm, I'm navigating that every, every single day as a parent and as a woman in her fifties, you know, just, you know, I shared with you guys at the symposium and I actually didn't say this and it was something I'd planned to say, but of course, you know, it didn't, it didn't come out of me that day, but, you know, I shared how, um, you know, going through menopause right now and the stage that I'm in and just like everything <laughs> is not the way it used to be. And um, one of the things that <laughs> yeah, the fan, <laughs> one of the things that I, I might need those. Um, one of the things that really, really, really been focused on practicing these last few months, since this has kind of like been a big shift in my life with menopause really coming on strong is practicing self-love, you know? Um, and I'm so gra- grateful that I've had teachers in my life tell me to do that, you know, to teach me, to model it. I've heard women talk about it. I've heard women much younger than me talk about it, right? And they've been great teachers for me. And I've always been like, yes, I have great self-love for myself. I'm an uber confident woman. I've had a lot of confidence for a long time. I mean, I just have been, you know, hopefully not overly confident, but I have confidence, but this was something that sort of shook my confidence a little bit. And I've always thought that I knew how to love myself. I have a lot of love in my life. Um, I have, I, you know, had great examples growing up with a mom that has loved and adored me. Like since day one, I've never not felt the love of my mom. Um, and it was a great opportunity for me to actually put that to the test. And so even though I thought I knew about self-love and I thought that I practiced it, I don't think I've practiced it to the level that I'm practicing it now. And it's still, I mean, every day, like, okay, what can I do to just be in a state of gratitude, you know, look myself in the mirror and love all that I see, all the extra that I see. Right. And 
it, it's a, it's a journey. And I think that what you're doing to teach other women, both young women and women of, you know, older years is that we, we never, we're never too old or too young to learn that lesson, you know, and there's going to be times in our life when we think we've got that pretty much wrapped up in the bag. And then there's going to be times down the road where that, that bag is going to be opened up and tested. That's how I feel like I'm being tested right now. So I think what you teach and what you talk about and what you're sharing with those moms and their daughters is so incredibly important because there's going to be trials and tribulations to come. You know, we don't really get out of this life without them. So teaching them to have that good self-image is so, so important. And it's, I think when we think of image, you know, because you've been a stylist for a good portion of your career, we think of the outer part, you know, the makeup, like I'm on video, I see you with all of your makeup behind you. You do this customized makeup bar and blending bar, and you do a lot with women on how to dress the outside, but really what you're focused on is teaching them how to dress up the inside and really love what they see there. I think it's just so important what you're doing. Yeah. Image, you know, that word always bothered me actually. And image consultant, I had a hard time using that because you're right. People see it as the external component, but, but there's an internal and external component. I wanted to always say, I'm a holistic image consultant. I'm like, Ooh, holistic might just, you know, scare people away. Now I don't care saying that it's like, no, it is. It's, it's the whole person. There's like five components to your image. You know, you got your personal image, how you see yourself when nobody's around your external image, your, you know, there's, there's parts of image that are well beyond. um, uh, And all of that is what builds confidence. You know, you can show up in the world, but the first time you say a word, you know, you may, whatever, you know, it it depends on the person, as long as it's authentic to you. I mean, you know, if somebody wants to wear t-shirts and jeans, I want to help them look at the best they can in their t-shirt and jeans. Like let's find that style. that fits your bone structure and body type and like, let's make it authentic to you. So it doesn't matter what it is, leather pants or, you know, holy jeans. (laughs) Absolutely. And I do think it's about finding that external style because we should, we should wrap up this package and to express ourselves in certain ways. I've always loved fashion too, as you know, and I love to play with clothes and makeup and I've always been that girly girl and I love it not because I feel like I need it, but I feel like it is fun for me to try to tell people more about me by by some of those external clues, you know, and it's fun, like my earrings, like everybody knows I love big giant earrings. And I think that's just a piece of my story. You know, I love to like communicate things that I love and adore, uh, by way of doing that. And you know, it gets to be fun. Like it doesn't have to be all like this deep inner work, although don't get me wrong, super important. We all have to do it. And to your point, the, and piece, you know, it can be, it can be fun and it can be, you know, like you get to explore and, you know, people do like they, some people have been hiding, hiding their story, hiding, hiding who they really are. We see this all the time with women, don't we just hiding, hiding, hiding. And a lot of times when, when they're hiding, they are also hiding externally. And so they don't really know who they are, how to express it. So I think everything that you do is both the external and internal, and they're both equally as important for various reasons. So I like, I I like to tell people that it's hard to know how to dress if you don't know who you're dressing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who are you really on the inside? Yeah. 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 Okay. So what is one thing we, as we're recording this, we're a month away, um, right at a month away, just a few days shy of a month away 
of our book hitting Amazon. How are you feeling? What are your thoughts about it now that it's finally here in this book? Oh, you know, when we, when we got when we got the um, the authors, I started reading it, but the first one I read was my chapter. Like, oh my gosh, what am I putting out there? Right, and I actually got very excited. I wasn't as nervous as I was from the beginning. The the whole process, and then reading other people's story, and oh my gosh, how they aligned the chapters! What a weave! Like, who would have thought that the the, the women that stepped up in this book, how our stories could have a thread through the entire start to conclusion and how they tied in and yet they're so different it was it's it really it's not just about you anymore it's about the we and the the group and it's just I'm I'm so excited to be a part of this I feel like there are my sisters like we were you know like we're all part of this like it's never going to go away it's it's a forever it's going to be out there and we are all we are all connected now for life and it's just incredible yeah, that's another really big piece of it that I love. It's just like the collaborations that come from this collaboration, right? Like the connections yeah. and the friendships and just, you know, who knows what will, you know, come of it down the road. You know, Odette, one of the authors, Odetta was reaching out to me after this or during the symposium. She's like, when, you know, I want to talk to you because I have this idea and this collaboration. I'm like, yes, I can't wait. Like, you know, like other things evolve from this one experience. And it, I got to see that with you guys this weekend at the symposium. Cause you know, so many of you all were together getting to meet for the first time in person and, and you just, you know, had this little group. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all like when they started coming off the elevator, when we were waiting to go in for the first day, you know, and, and it's like, you see that like Beth, who's one of the authors in there. I mean, I saw her get off the elevator and it's like, you already know them. You are like, we know each other more than most of the people in our lives know us. Yes, that's very true. That's kind of creepy, actually. That was a little, that's the little part that's like, oh my gosh, like the masks are off, the walls are down, the, you know? Yeah, <laughs> they, that is actually very true. You. Yeah, yeah, so. And it's beautiful. And I think that that's a message that every listener needs to hear, that it is, you need to find people and find experiences that allow you to be that honest and vulnerable and truthful, like pull the mask all the way off and put everything of you onto the table for everyone to see. Um, obviously that's a challenge to do that publicly. That's a challenge to do that out in the world big, but when you start small and you have it in a small group, like we have, I think it's a baby step that will allow you to go and do that more and more, but I agree. We know each other really well. That's for sure. Yeah. And that's really gorgeous. Yeah. So well, I'm just so happy that you said yes, that you took this big step forward with us at Light Beamers and the She Gets Published program, author's program, um, to publish your story in the book, Step Into Your Brave. It's, of course, coming out October 25th of 2022. If you are here with us before that happens, you can click the link up in the show notes to join our book launch team. Um, or if you're here after October 25th, 2022, listening to this, then there will be a link in the show notes for you to go buy your copy of the Step Into Your Brave book. All of our proceeds from Amazon actually go to support our Kiva cause. We're partnering with kiva.org to fund microloans for other businesswomen in need, helping those women put their work out into the world by giving them funding. And we will be funding microloans through all of our Amazon 
proceeds. We did this last time around with Elevate Your Voice and to date so far, we've been able to fund 19 women in different microloans that they have requested that they, you know, that will help provide for training and tools and supplies and just the investment they need to start their businesses or to grow their businesses. And I'm so proud that we get to do that again with this book, Step Into Your Brave. And that that will just continue to grow because all of the microloans through Kiva are paid back. And once they get paid back, they replenish and then they fund again. So those, those funds will continue to be coming back into our account. And every time they do, we fund new loans. So it really is money given in per perpetuity. And it's like really exciting. So I look forward to that part too. I look forward to you all reading Kim's story in Step Into Your Brave. And Kim, thank you so much for being the guest today and participating in this author spotlight. I loved having you on the show. Thanks for having me, April. It was great. All right, everyone, we'll see you next time on the Inside Story podcast. Until then, go share your story and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.